Hello, and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until that weird family on the corner of the block I grew up on that never had their lights on on Halloween night, and they never gave out candy, and Come to think of it, nobody ever saw them come in or out of that house, and the blinds were always shut, but somehow the lawn was always mowed, and there was a car in the driveway sometimes. They had to be vampires, right? Until that family tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. You're joining us on a very special occasion. This is our Halloween episode of Taco the Town. Today, we'll be reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special spooky guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town, our Halloween spook taco lure. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Frickin' Frack, or Frickin' Frack, if you prefer. Located at 1700 West 39th Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 64111. Frickin' Frack was founded in 1976 and has been a neighborhood favorite on 39th Street ever since. Some say Frickin' Frack is the heart of the 39th Street Volker neighborhood, both eclectic and unique, just like its patrons. Frickin' Frack has a warm and welcoming atmosphere. And on Saturdays, they have taco specials all day long. They call it Taco Saturdays at Frickin' Frack, offering food and fun on 39th since 1976. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. All right, this week we are joined by co-host and executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Co-host. Co-host this week. Yeah. this week. Again, you are promoted to co-host this oh, week. I love it. How, how have you been, Chris? You haven't been on the show in a while. How are, how's everything at the corporate office? It's good. I, um, I've been getting into analog a lot lately at the corporate office. A lot of analog. analog a lot of tacos? Analog. Uh, no, tape. Oh. Tape. You're going back to tape. Going back to tape. And so I'm, and I drink a lot when I do that, so I'm very hungover this morning. <laughs> right. Okay. So, sorry, I was a little late. That's all right. Thanks for joining us. Do I get a raise? Yeah. As a co-host and an executive well, producer? Well, you're the executive producer, so. So I have um, to give myself a raise? Yeah. Oh, boy. So does that mean you're going to be offering the podcast on tape? Like giving out cassette tapes? A-track. A-track. Okay. Yeah. As you know, we put out the Zoom first zoom ep on a track recently why not a taco the town collection box yeah. set yeah a track box. it'll be 38 <laughs> tracks for taco the town are you excited that this is our halloween episode i am i love horror movies i love scary stuff okay 
Cool. Let's meet our guests we have this Let's week. Let's do it. If you've seen movies in KC or seen movies hosted in the Kansas City area, there's a chance you've run into this guy, our first guest. He's a member of the Kansas City Film Critics Circle governing board. He's the editor-in-chief for Boom Howdy. It's a podcasting network, correct? It's a combination podcast network and then website. The website had been down recently, but we're literally, by the time this episode comes out, it will be fully flourishing and back up and everything. He's the host of the Horrorversary podcast, as well as the host of Kansas City's Terror Tuesday at Alamo Drafthouse. He hasn't been able to force himself to walk out of or stop any movie he starts and therefore only sleeps sparingly. Welcome to Taco the Town, Adrian Torres. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thanks for being on the show. I'm scared now because I was just told this was an expose and analog podcast. What language is your website written in? Um, <laughs> an- oh a- ancient Urdu. So, oh, oh, that's great. So, Adrian, I just saw one of your uh, Terror Tuesdays this week. I was at the uh, Phantasm yeah, showing. A, a film that had dead silence at certain parts <laughs> because I think most of the audience hadn't seen it. was like, what are you watching? I saw one couple watching. Out. One yeah, walkout. One hey, walkout. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll oh. take that. I'm, I'm probably sure that Don Coscarelli would, would take that too and be like, yeah, 40 years later? Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That movie has one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Chris, you have yet to see Phantasm. Well, I dated a girl when I was 15 who made me watch Phantasm, and oh, okay. I, I just didn't get it. I was too dumb, too young. And so I need to see it now as an adult. I don't remember any of it except for the ball. The ball, okay. The flying silver ball, the sphere. And kids running around the cemetery. One of the best scenes is the acoustic jam on the front porch. (laughs) And that's totally up your alley. So I thought you'd just love it. There's Uh, a great acoustic rock jam scene. It's just two friends having a good time on their front porch playing guitar. I've done that many times in my life. So (laughs) You might like the whole series then, because that's kind of Reggie's thing, is that as the movies go on, and the world progressively gets thrown more and more into chaos. There's always a scene where Reggie either hits on a girl that he likes or pulls out his guitar and attempt to hit on a girl. <laughs> his acoustic guitar that he makes sure to tune in everything and then launches into a song in every single film. And as the films go on, the songs get progressively longer, the more people who have died in the world, basically. Wow. And there's a big key to that movie. A big uh, plot point is tuning. Yeah. The tuning fork. That's what opens the dimensional portal, correct? Yep. How many Phantasm films are there? Uh, five to date. Are they all canon? Well, I mean, you can kind of argue there's people who would argue the second or fifth one the second one was actually done by universal because we're doing a halloween episode it it, it ties in with what happened with halloween where the first one was made independently then universal came along to give a whole bunch of money for the second one and then they went back basically the independent route for all the phantasm films the fifth one was supposed to be a web series that they got extra money and so they took like the first couple webisodes and turned it into a full film but that's also the only one that wasn't directed by the guy who directed one through four. So oh. t- that's where the, the quality starts to change. I'll still have to watch them all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for that breakdown. <laughs> I'm in now. Let's meet our next guest. She is a commercial photo retoucher and illustrator with a love for coffee, yoga, flowers, collecting things, movies, and the creature from the Black Lagoon. She also loves miniature hands and decorating and redecorating her house. When she's not working in Photoshop, she enjoys relaxing with her Pitbull princess, Steely Velveteen Poops Bloom, doodling and exploring new spots with friends. Welcome to Taco the Town, Nat Bloom. Thank you, Dave. I have a question. Yes. 
miniature hands. Yes, I oh, yeah. wonder about the miniature hands? hams. Oh. Hands. Hands the, as the, if the fingers. Those little tiny hands. Yeah, like the little rubber hands. Ooh, they come in scary. like all different sizes. Oh, they're so fun. And so the more like detailed, the better. Of them in your home. I have them randomly like throughout my house. Like you don't, you won't know where they are until it, you see it, them. Isn't it just, better than being kept in jars? Kind of though. She has something like I do that. Have jarred things. She has oh, jarred, jarred things. <laughs> Natalie <laughs> has <laughs> one of the most amazing <laughs> art and just. Oddities collection at her house. I collect a lot of things. Her her house (laughs) is an art museum. It's amazing. That's very kind. That's awesome. I do have some of Dave's Dave's paintings too. Actually, one painting of the the rat guy outside of the haunted houses. Kansas City Legends Rat Man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? Man. Yeah, it's actually perfect since we're doing a Halloween theme. It's like, you know, the guy who would put the rats in his mouth. Did you ever I've, see that? I've never been to a Kansas City haunted <gasps> house. Oh my gosh! Oh. Right out the gate, man. Really? Suck. Sorry, guys. Never been. Not even think, Edge of Hell. I'm not from. What about the Beast? Catacombs. Never been to any of those. <laughs> Have you ever been to a haunted house? I was just at the haunted mansion in Disneyland on oh. Tuesday. Does that count? I yeah. Have, I've never been. I don't know. With, That's supposed to be I mean, really I guess. haunted. With the Jack Skellington overlay. Oh yeah. That's cute. Season. Yeah, I've done that. I there. Uh, I think that's it for haunted houses. <laughs> Chris, you, you... How about the carnival, shitty carnival haunted houses? Oh, I've been like, to those. Yeah. That sounds kind of creepy, actually. I feel like if yeah. you went into a Kansas City haunted house like the Catacombs or the Beast or something like that, you would, like, punch the people back. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do? I mean, the Beast is kind of intense. The, the, when I went, um, that forest that's filled with powder, you can't see anything, I and there's werewolves walking about. around. Yeah. And I swear... <laughs> They will hold your hand. I don't think that they're supposed to touch you, but I have been touched in haunted houses before. Touched by a werewolf? Touched by a werewolf, yes. And it's a little movie. freaky. I love that movie. Is, that, is that the name of your touched bio biopic? <laughs> works on that, yeah. That sounds like a seasonal lifetime movie. Yeah. Touched by a werewolf. <laughs> and then you end but up mommy, trying to save him. him. Every werewolf film has somebody who's trying save to save him. the werewolf, yeah. right? Because when they're not a werewolf, they're really they're, a good they're person. human, yeah. Yeah. I got to go behind the scenes and film behind the scenes stuff there before they like turn the lights off at the haunted houses. Like, I think we did Edge of Hell and we also did uh, The Beast, and I, it kind of yeah. ruined it for me because oh, this is just an old rundown warehouse yeah. <laughs> in the yeah, bottoms. You that, know, it's it's not as scary when it's folks, daylight out. There, I'm afraid. A, I'm afraid to go. I was gonna say you might want to test yourself with a movie that they have on uh, Netflix that's called Haunters. It's a documentary about people who run like different extreme haunted houses. That's and so cool. from that distance and seeing them putting it together, that might either help you build up or definitely give it you a new fear. It just feels so unregulated. <laughs> that to me, like a Disney haunted house has got to have, you know, regulations. I feel like I've hung out in the bottoms quite a bit. My buddy used to have an apartment, which I think has now been converted into a haunted house. <laughs> so I understand that those buildings aren't safe. The people down there, they're not safe people. I like to go to the brick, or no, not the brick, the ship. Does that count? Ship, yeah, yeah. One of those yeah. themed haunted houses. It could be a haunted place. house. I mean, the, the ship could be a haunted they house. They should yeah. turn it into a haunted ship for the holidays. That would like, be, cool. that would like be a really cool. Ship. Yeah. yeah. Skeletons. Themed drinks. It. I'll go there. I'd go there as my first haunted house. <laughs> as long as there's drinks. How many haunted yeah. houses have you guys, have you guys done them all? Kansas oh. City's supposed to be like one of the nation's biggest like theme attraction haunted house places in, really? in the United States. We, I think we have the most. 
That's cool. Because yeah, they've got that, um, uh, what's the cinema one? Macabre Cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Where they've got the different rooms that are set up to be like different horror movies. Yep. So oh, kind of like is a that mini out holiday like horror nights. that direction? Like, I think it's in West. the bottoms too. Oh, it is? Yeah. I think yeah. okay. everything's kind of centralized because... Because it's funny with as they've been building up like Kansas City over the years that they've like the bottoms hasn't really been the area that they've touched because they're like no that's where all the the haunted, haunted houses, houses are <laughs> it's like we well, can build up around it for the rest of the year if you want and they're like no we're just gonna leave it there it's fine so how many do we have now down there I mean there's the beast edge of hell the macabre catacombs. one catacombs it's just four uh, there might be more I want to say that there's more like okay. so used to be one out in Bonner Springs yeah. was one in Bonner Springs. Um, it was in like an old, real haunted hospital. Yeah. I want the scariest one. Like I, I've heard in LA they have like ones you have to sign yeah. paperwork oh, because oh. they yeah, can touch was... you and hurt you and like yeah. The in, in the words. Hunters documentary they go they, they go, go into to that because like okay. those are the extreme ones and because they have the like oh I'm just a regular happy person and then here's my horrible terrible thing that I'm doing to people but yeah they'll they'll have those where they they sign the waivers they'll have like video cameras that are set up so they can see like what's going on and be like no 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 we need to get this person out of here they're clearly not having a good time but then there's other people who do the same thing and have the videotapes in and are watching them and they're like ha, 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 look at look at it we're getting them and it's like no just just stop just go in there and help them so yeah some of those extreme okay. ones get Pretty that's intense. what I fear there's, these sadists are running these houses <laughs> Well, are we going to one right after the show today? This Chris, guests. Oh, I forgot to tell you. It's a surprise. We are going to Catacombs. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. All right. So, yeah, it's Halloween. This is our Halloween episode. Does everyone have any special Halloween events that they do every year or what traditions? Is this your favorite time of year, Natalie? You've got uh, it, a skeleton costume, skeleton sweater on right now. Yes, I have a lot of Halloween attire, so I have to wear it all like during the month of October. Right. Because, uh, you know... I guess I could go into November, but yeah, I love Halloween. I grew up with, thankfully, a mother whose favorite holiday was Halloween. So uh, she would always decorate the house, every room, and I mean, she just got really into it. So that was, was always she fun. Goth? Do you have a goth mom? No, she is. You would never know. She's the sweetest woman. She's like so domestic. She loves to cook and clean and she plays tennis. She's in like three book clubs and she loves scary stuff. So that's what got me into scary movies like really young. You had a Friday the 13th party, which was awesome. You had, that was fun. And you had a, uh, a sliced ne- neck necklace. necklace that looked like blood. It was the coolest thing. It's like a rubber choker and it, so it fits your neck perfectly and it, it looks like blood dripping and it's like a, you know, it really looks like your neck's been cut. And you just bought the box set of all the Friday the 13th yeah, movies, too, so which I think we got that. through a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we did the first one, and then we did the sixth one or something. Yeah, I don't, first and sixth. I yeah. get them confused. I'm not good with retaining <laughs> facts like, I'm, <laughs> like un- you Unfortunately, are. yeah. Yeah. He's sitting over there grinding his teeth. He's like, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's more so that I'm shaking my head because I feel bad because I'm like, no, I could sit here and spend an hour just going through the chronology <laughs> and getting it that. right and having somebody like later on be like no this one's wrong and then writing back in and be like no actually you're right and me just being depressed the whole time that <laughs> like it's it, cpr i took a class on it i don't i don't remember i, I know what the heimlich maneuver kind of looks like <laughs> but i i couldn't be sure uh there's friends that i've had for probably like 10 15 years i couldn't tell you what their birthday or like certain facts about them but it comes to movies oh yeah that that file cabinet in my brain it's got you can it all. tell us every kill in Friday the 13th part 2 
I'd see two is difficult because they've got <laughs> different ones. And you have to, if you want to be Isn't a technicality, there's one that happens before the movie even starts. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, Adrian. Oh, yeah. They kill the girl from one. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian. Uh, wait, uh, uh, sorry. I, I, oh, yeah, have, I, I can okay. remember my friend's birthdays. Let me see. Happy birthday, David <laughs> Keith. Yesterday oh. was David Keith's birthday. Woo. And, Chris, your birthday is this next week. It is very close to Halloween. That's yeah. why Halloween is my favorite holiday as oh, well. Your favorite holiday, that. but you do not go into haunted houses. I have not yet been in. A, I went to the Haunted Mansion last week. Okay, you're right. You're right. You guys right. are still downplaying. So, so you that. have children. I have two children. Two yes. children. How do you know? How do you know <laughs> well, that? You look. I mean. I don't think you're taking yourself to the... I mean, oh, I guess you oh, could take no, yourself actually, to the... Um, <laughs> completely different neither of my children were with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I took well. my uh, other friend, Michael McMillan, friend of the show, had his birthday last Monday, and so we went on a two-day trip to Disneyland oh, together. Oh, that's fun. Okay, that's and you cute. you went to Star Wars Land, right? So he's kind of my child. He's eight years younger. <laughs> I couldn't have sired him, but I almost could have sired him. And you got to fly the Millennium Falcon. I got to fly the Millennium Falcon. Wow. Oh, that's special. That's So not cool. only do I remember my friend's birthdays, but I take them to Disneyland. I want to be your birthday. best friend now. <laughs> no, you don't. I, I live a pretty pathetic life otherwise. <laughs> no. But, but you have the haunted mansion. I drink in too much as well. Oh, I want to say I'm having. It would look like a Bloody Mary, but it's a Bloody Maria. Bloody Maria. Okay. Which has tequila in it. Okay. Because this is a taco pot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So Adrian, this question drive up your alley. What okay. are your top scary movies, horror films that everyone should check out on Halloween? Something that would really get them in the mood. Right, or what me... are your favorites? See, you've got two different things going on there. So yeah. I'm going to try to play it safe here because you're. You keep saying that you're asking me but then you're saying everyone and the thing that i love about horror movies is that there's basically something for everybody i think just to tie it in this is a taco podcast tacos are much like horror movies and that when you say to someone taco they have a certain image that's in their mind right and what they believe it can be and that image that comes into their mind is kind of limiting the possibilities and tacos there's endless things that you can do with them and you can shape them and however you want to call them a they taco. all look different yeah. and it's the same with horror movies is that you say horror movie people have a certain perception in their mind but horror can go into so many different directions and if you think of you know that just gore type thing and image in the mind it's limiting the world of horror that there is out there so i I've got several movies that I can mention. I'm because I'm a person who who does, you know, lots of horror movies and sometimes does marathons and we'll we'll group things. I've got ones that are grouped together that are in different categories. I think everybody can like. So of course it's Halloween. So how you suggest Halloween. Right. Because it's easy. And it, and it's it, it not only is it a great horror movie, not only is it set on Halloween, but there's still lots of people to today who haven't seen. Halloween. The original, 1978, exactly. not it's any a, other remakes. But that's the thing I was going to say is that if you, you for some reason, have seen Halloween too many times, you've got all the various sequels, and whatever the favorite sequel might be for you, throw that on, because you can easily make a tradition out of it, because there, there's, even in that series, there's something for everybody in what type of movie. And if you can't think of anything else, then just put on number six, because, of course, Paul Rudd is from the Kansas City, oh, yeah. and he's in number six. So, <laughs> But we're all in agreement that there is no good Halloween sequel, right? And that's what I'm saying, is it depends. I, I don't think that there's any that outdoes the original. Yeah, the original film. I mean, to your point, genre films get away with a lot because people 
the uppity uppity people don't tend to pay much attention to them. So yeah. there's a lot of actual social commentary, important social commentary that happens in horror films because people just aren't paying attention. And in a genre film, you can get away with good and bad radical opinions. I think the first Halloween was not only a great horror film, but I think it was also a great social commentary film made by one of my favorite directors. And And nothing else added up to it after that film. I agree with that. And it's, of course... Uh, for the most part, largely bloodless, which I think is what lots of people forget about it. Right. Is you put Halloween up there, or and even something to a different degree because there is blood, but just in a different way, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have these movies that are scaring people on this very real level for things that could happen to them. And so in that mind, that fear, they usually associate with, you know, lots of bloodletting. And then they go back and they see it, and they're like, oh, I didn't, I forgot that it's just a really well-done movie as opposed to going for for the gore and stuff like that. Texas Chainsaw is a great example because they hang a woman on a hook in it and the director, I read that David gave me the book for that film and it, it, you don't see it. Yeah. But everybody in the world claims that they, they see, see it. it. Oh God, man. That, when mind. that happened, that, the first time I ever saw that movie was on uh, the old 62, Channel 62 yeah. in Kansas City at like 1 a.m. And uh, me and my brother just turned it on and it had commercial breaks which ruined the movie. But it was all grainy because 62 signal was so bad, but it was amazing. It was, it was life-changing. That is my number yeah. one felt horror real. film of felt all time. Like real film. It's like a snuff film. It's like, it, this yeah. really happened to these and kids. It's, it's underestimated. A lot yeah. of people don't think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre as like Leatherface as a character when they're like, Going down the list of all the, That's you know, like Michael Myers and, you know, Pinhead. Jason Voorhees. Freddy. Yeah, it's yeah. like not, I don't know, he's not as loved, I guess. And he's, I so, he's so interesting that he, because of the fact, like the psychology behind him and the fact that he's changing throughout those Texas Chainsaw Massacres, that depending upon what the face is that he's wearing is who he takes on the persona of to, to the point where you get the weird, can't remember if it's number three or number four where he's technically cross-dressing right? because <laughs> yeah. he's he's wearing the face of the woman, so he's trying to take on that persona, which, yes, it does get into problematic territory, but, I mean, you don't really have that kind of uh, evolution with some of the other killer. So, you know, Pinhead mm-hmm. is who he is mm-hmm. at the beginning. Jason becomes more zombified as time goes on. Michael Myers, his mass changes some, but that doesn't necessarily change his personality. And so Leatherface is interesting in that point of view because they don't really talk but they do have this change and growth in a way of character as the films are going on. And I think that's back to my point where people are making social commentary, sometimes sloppily, no one's paying attention, and sometimes it's problematic, sometimes it's poignant, and that's the beauty of horror films. I think that there's something a lot, in well-made horror films, there's something a lot deeper going on, and it, it doesn't have to worry about being problematic or not, not that we shouldn't, but because it's a horror film, you can really explore you know, shit. You can yeah. really dig into shit with, yeah. with a horror film. And that actually ties into the next two that I was kind of pairing up on the list, which is The Changeling and Lady in White. Hmm. Never seen either. Because for, for lots of people, they were, you know, worry about the bloodletting and everything like that and kind of bring in more of like the ghost story aspect. And so The Changeling and to a lesser degree, Lady in White both deal with one of the most powerful feelings that you'll see in horror films, which is people who are dealing with grief and a tragedy in some way. And The Changeling is George C. Scott, basically, in, in a haunted house story. And it's just really, really well done and slowly creeps under your skin. And the reason I wanted to pair it with something like Lady in the White is because that's more of a film that like a family can watch together. Because it, it, it still has the creeps and everything, but I believe it's like PG or PG-13 
So for the younger kids around Halloween who want to see a scary movie but don't want to be stuck with, you know, Hocus Pocus or Paranorman and something like that, which is still a good one for what kids. What about The Worst Witch, which was an HBO special starring Tim Curry? Uh, there's that was from, from 1987. But, 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 I, mean, there's, I never that saw was that. Amazing. There, there's never a point where <laughs> the kids feel like they've outgrown that, and so yeah. they want something that's going to scare them a little right. bit more, but the parents, you know, they, they still want to shy away from the R. So you give them something like Lady in White that'll get, you know, under their skin and might give them a different type of, of nightmare that's not necessarily, you know, like the fangs and everything, but but still have that there. And so that's that's because you, you, you've had those type of like familiar dramas and haunting movies come back in like the last several years. And so you want to go yeah, back. Yeah, those and are really huge right now. Yeah. Everyone's coming out with a new ghost movie ghost these stories. days. Don't Look Back is a famous horror film that deals with grief. Yeah. In fact, the whole concept, the whole twist in it is that they're chasing their dead daughter. Yeah. It is the demise of the lead character. Good old, good old. Uh, but Donald Sutherland <laughs> and his mustache and Julie Christie. And I want to say it was Nicholas Roeg who, who directed it. But it's just, it's a, it, it's a different type. And that's what I like about it. It's one of those that the, the filmmaking behind it, like you can feel that everything's in a certain place, the camera's in a certain way to to tell the story and, and get under your skin. So real quick, let's go around the table. Adrian, you want to finish your list of your favorite? Yeah, horror yeah from- so for something newer, because eventually you do want to get to that blood for people, you know, let them have that blood less satiated. If anybody has a shutter, they've got two movies on there that they're not necessarily the greatest, but they're fun. One of them is called Terrified, and it's a Spanish language film that literally throws everything and the kitchen sink at the movie. That's dealing basically with this cul-de-sac where there's a whole bunch of spirits and weird things going on. Each house has basically something weird going on. And they have jump scares. They've got found footage. They've got uh, creepy ambiance. And it's a movie that literally sets out to try to find a way to terrify you. And the director throws literally everything at the screen. So eventually... Uh, he's going to get you in some way. And he actually said when I saw it at a film festival a couple years ago that his goal was to try to scare everybody in the audience at least once, regardless of what it was that scared them. And and so it's fun. And the other one is called Belzebuth, and it just came out, and it's really weird. And that's the whole reason why I want to suggest it to everybody. It's got Tobin Bell from, of course, the Saw movies, but he's playing this excommunicated priest who believes that he's found the second coming of Christ. But it's also a movie that starts with... Uh, a whole bunch of small children being killed. Okay. Which is something that they still try to shy away from, but the movie just gets progressively weirder and weirder and more brazen in the fact that it's just like, no, 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 we're going to go full on crazy with this film is why you kind of go for the ride. Because there's so many movies that like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't get this weird. And this movie's like, fuck it. We're just going to do it. Let's, <laughs> let's just go for broke. And then, of course, got to have Dracula somewhere on there. Got to have your vampires. So uh, Horror of Dracula, of course, is a uh, hammer horror film. It's got a really great Christopher Lee performance in it. It's actually $5 right now to buy on Vudu, which everybody's able to get on basically every streaming service. So it's, it's going to be cheaper than renting most things on VOD. So, And then because the documentary came through town recently, I want to suggest Monster Squad because that's another gateway one and you've got all the universal monsters and everything and you can watch with the the family and then the last one that i wanted to mention is, of course you have zombies on there somewhere so uh rec is one that i always suggest to people who want something that's a little bit different because it's it's a found footage one but it's really well done and the zombies are 
possessed people, whatever you want to call them. It's it's great. It's that shows really up well on done. a lot of top ten lists that I've looked up. Yeah. That movie. So and I've never seen it. So. It's it's really good. The sequels, uh, I think, a little bit better than the first one. But you you want to watch the original before you watch the sequel. Uh, and then of course, Return of the Living Dead. You have to have to throw in some Dan O'Bannon in there. So. Uh, Natalie, what's your? Oh, what's gosh, your... I can't follow that list. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. It's technically part of my job, though, with Terry yeah. Tuesdays. I've always well, got the list going. I'm, I'm simple, I guess. My favorite movie of all time is The Shining. Oh, I mean, great. it's pretty basic. Are you I looking mean, forward to the? Oh yeah, sequel? I already have my ticket. All right. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the casting of uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just doesn't like it. We'll see. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very excited, but. It's going to be a hard hard thing to follow up. But, Dr. Um, Sleep. Dr. Yeah, Sleep. Dr. Yeah. Sleep, which is also... Well, it's uh, got Mike Flanagan directing it, and so he's he's done really well over the years. He did Oculus. Of course, he just did... Oh, God, what was it? Uh, two years ago, Gerald's Game. So he oh, that already... Was, okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, and he's already got that Stephen King kind of, you know, DNA working Vibe, in that. Yeah. And this is his... his Big screen jump from some of the smaller films. He's, he's done, really so. going into yeah. the the original and pulling out. Like, I mean, it's yeah. kind of dangerous when you're trying to duplicate yeah. uh, Stanley Kubrick, but we'll see how he does. I, I trust well, the he pressure of that. I'm sure yeah. he's putting everything he has into that. I Did mean, you guys see Hush? Yes, the uh, home invasion yeah. with the that was, that yeah was that oh same guy that as was well. fantastic. I love okay. That movie. That was really good. Okay, you're good. Thank you. I'm already like stoked. I just um. My all-time favorite classic monster is Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's not really a horror movie, though. I I don't know. I mean, it's in that category. It's a good but monster movie. It's a good monster yeah. movie, but it's not really, like, horrific. And it, and it um, also has a lot of boats in it. And if you like swimming... Swimming freaks me out, but that's <laughs> part of why I love it, because it, like... I don't know, I'm all over the place. We talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Nosferatu is another classic that yeah. I love growing up. He was, like... That was one of my first vampire movies that I saw, and like really the Herzog version, or the, the one the, prior the black to and white. It. What, what I don't know what year that was, but that was like the, the first the vampire really movie. Old, yeah. Much, yeah, well, and they got in trouble too because he copyrighted Dracula. Yeah, sounds mm. awesome. I, I like uh, I, what we oh, do in the shadows. Oh, that's have you seen that? Oh, movie? that's great. Yeah. yeah, that cracks me up. I have a question for you guys though. Uh, okay, it's a new movie. What did you see, Midsommar? Yes. Yes. Yeah? I have not yet. Okay. You didn't see it. I want to know your thoughts on it. Well, I love The Wicker Man, the original The Wicker Man. Have you seen that? No. Mm-hmm. We should... actually did it for Terror Tuesday recently. The original one? Yeah. Yeah, you should you should watch that. I, I, I hear it highly that... influence him in I that movie? I think so, yeah. I've heard that Midsommar is, is pretty, pretty taken from that film. I was disturbed. I was really disturbed. It was uh, un- uneasy. Um, it was not enjoyable. It was very graphic. I loved it. You loved it. I saw it three times. When they got to the, the part about okay. throwing the people off the cliff, I it was it's just disturbing. It was yeah. a disturbing uh disturbing uh afternoon at the movies. I was troubled <laughs> by the Tony Collette film that he made. Hereditary. Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen that? Hereditary. Yeah, I did. I okay. I didn't this the the last Half of it I wasn't as into as the first because it started to get a little like fantastical. Which the same way. Yeah, yeah I, I really love horror movies that are like believable, like uh, psychologically disturbing movies. Yeah, I thought it was going to be rooted in reality, and then it sort of took it off. It kind of took off. But that one scene with the, down the highway with the head—I mean, that was <laughs> intense. And yeah. like, I mean, the whole theater—you could just feel the tension. 
Uh, that was hard. Same was with uh, Midsummer too. That, that was. Uh, that's why I love that movie. I oh just, my gosh! Have you seen The Exorcist three? Not the third one. No. Hereditary oh. borrowed extremely from really? Exorcist three. Yeah, Exorcist three is one of my favorite okay. horror films. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really it's really good. All, all I have to do is this, and you know, yeah. I'm making a motion of like someone with hedge clippers, and he. You should he see it. Exactly. It's great. Okay. Is that like C. when she's Scott. hanging herself and? Well, it's, I mean, it's 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 in the movie, but I mean, but it's just great in in general. Like you mentioned, George C. Scott. George C. Scott, MU graduate. Uh, George C. Scott. He went to MU. I believe so. Oh wow. Yeah. Him and John John Hamm were they in the same John class? John Hamm, Brad Pitt. Cheryl Crow and three of the Sun Eaters. Seventy five percent of the yeah. Sun Eaters all went to. So nothing uh, but good looking people go to And Brad Brad Dorf is also in uh, Exorcist Three, of course. Brad Dorf. Dorf on golf? No. Same guy? Dorf. Oh. Dorif. Dorif. Okay. Who is, of course, the, the voice of the original Chucky in the Child's Play. Oh, oh wow. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you probably had classes with this. that guy, Chris. I probably did take some <laughs> classes with Chucky. That's which cool. Was, which was, I've got a lot of connections to Chucky. <laughs> Chris, real quick, what's your list of favorite horror films? I'll go through it quickly. I had The Wicker Man on my list. Not um, the Nicolas Cage version. No, not no the original. Well, my favorite living director right now is Catherine Bigelow. So Near Dark is fantastic. Have you guys seen Near Dark? Uh-uh. Yeah. Yes. It's finger looking good. I love that movie. Uh, I've got in the tradition of the old school Fright Night, yeah. the first Friday the 13th, I think. I, you know, I'd seen it as a kid, and then when I watched it as an adult, there's a scene actually where she's just doing dishes in the kitchen. It is one of the tensest scenes I've ever seen in a horror film, and nothing happens. Is it that is, where she's making the coffee? Yeah, it's like it's like a... I mean, if you watch it again, it's incredible because, like, you think something's going to pop out of here, something's going to pop, and she just makes coffee, nothing happens. I think that's the... I'm a big Hitchcock fan, so mm-hmm. I guess Psycho should be on my list. But in terms of modern films, I'll go through them quickly. Sinister, I loved. It Follows, I loved. Mm-hmm. The new Dawn of the Dead, believe it or not, although I like both Dawn of the Deads. I, I really liked the, the new one. And then Halloween, I think, is my all-time favorite. I've watched that film probably more than any other horror film really good i've got a short one growing up i was scared of a lot of things really really scared i'd hide my face in uh raiders of the lost ark when the uh, spirits came out of the ark at the end i was very scared of that <laughs> do you count that as a horror film that part that part's very scary, very uh, scary. i was very scared of when lou ferrigno used to turn into the hulk that scared me i'd jump behind the couch and hide my eyes so i was never really into horror films but texas chainsaw massacre when i saw it on channel 62 that is my all-time favorite horror film just because i could picture it happening mm-hmm. just down the street you know 30 minutes away in the country you know it's something that's very believable chris uh, one of our favorite horror films carnival of souls, carnival of souls which is one of the film. very first zombie films tied in locally as well yeah and like, shot in lawrence kansas we made a horror film dave wow. and i made a horror film together called dale still dead it's on youtube it's actually one of the favorite my Probably my most favorite thing that we made together. We were inspired by Carnival of Souls. There in was some a lot scenes, of yeah. scenes that even you had shot. I don't know if you intended to shoot it that way, but as I was editing it, I kind of leaned into Carnival of Souls as we were editing it. There's a lot of scenes that sort of parallel that film. Did you guys just win an award for that or something? Or we, we won, won an, an award, award for, for different movie. loving relationship, oh, okay. which is oh. a yacht rock <laughs> record, record yacht rock. turned into a film. <laughs> I don't uh, think Dale's Still Dead won any awards, but it is a it's a horror film, I guess. It's a horror film, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's and about loss. It's a, about loss and love. 
Yeah. Two buddies, a bromance. Right, okay. um, it's about a ghost bromance. Oh, sold. Where can I watch this? That was actually, I'm an amateur editor, and I learned the value of uh, using audio and jump scares. That was my big, like... Cheap. Cheap. That gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I was, and as an editor, it's like, because I never went to school for editing or anything, so I'm just sort of hacking my way through this horror film, and I was like, oh, sound can be really scary. Like, it works. Probably, they probably did some 101 in, like, editing school, and I was like, all right, I'll start putting sounds in this film. That's cool. Two others, Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist, yeah. that movie... That's one of the horror movies I did see as a kid, were you, which messed were you me there up. When we showed it for, for I wasn't. Music, no, it went over amazingly. Probably about like seventy-five percent of the people raised their hand for not seeing it before, and there were genuine gasps and like that and shrieks during the film. The so. monkey, the monkey with the symbols, that freaked me out as a kid. And then the the clown, the clown. I mean, all the that face, stuff. The, the face probably got you too. Going along with uh, again, you know. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Same, so. probably the same special same effects yeah. guys. Have you seen Monkey Shines? No, that's a sexy Ooh. horror film. Sexy horror yeah, film. Yeah, well, I so. mean, if you're if you're into the uh, the love between a, a quadriplegic and a and a helper, hey, that monkey, can be sexy too. Directed oh, by no. Romero. Uh, yeah, yeah, George Romero directed that film. That's a great film. Uh, Phantasm. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen Phantasm, check it out. It's got some of the best yellow blood scenes. That's one of the most amazing things is when he cuts the old the tall man's fingers off and yellow blood comes out. Oof. Chris, you got to see that movie. Uh, and then every year I like to watch the original Night of the Living Dead, black and white. It's a classic. I love talking horror films with you, but guys, we're here to talk about tacos. I need to know, Adrian, Natalie, what's your taco history? Did you grow up eating tacos? Are you a taco lover? Tell me your taco backstory. So sadly, I did not grow up loving tacos because my dad did not like. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. But I, with all the taco options now, I know the look on your face, you're like, tragic. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what your dad didn't like. He didn't like tacos or he, he didn't like Mexican, like Mexican food? food. Uh, did you and your mom ever sneak out and get Mexican food? No. Is your dad supportive of the wall? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but now I love tacos. Okay. And I really don't have a favorite because, to me, they're all just great. Although I do, Mission Tacos has a really great, their shrimp one and their mushroom one is so good. It's a little, like, fancy. It's not, like, street taco-y. Yeah, it's like, fancy, nice taco, yeah. Yeah. Pretty fancy. I love Are you Rico's. a vegetarian? No, I was a pescatarian for a long time, but I eat everything now. All right. But, yeah, I love Rico's. Rico's is great. I haven't explored enough. But is that I've, your go-to taco stop? Yeah. What about uh, Kansas City the, Taco Company? Yeah, I live in the River Market, so KC Taco Company's great. There's one more that's like on the boulevard. I'm brain farting right now. It's open until like 3 o'clock, and you walk in, and it's El like a party Blito. inside. Yes, El Poblito. That place is great, too. We haven't done them yet on the show, so we need oh, to really? get in there. Yeah. yeah, they're fun. They're good. Mine's a little bit more complex and, and in-depth. My dad was actually the first person in uh, his side of the family to be born in America. All the rest of the family was born in Cuba. So that Hispanic blood courses through me. But not only that, but when I was growing up, he was actually the GM and area manager in Seattle of a Mexican restaurant chain. So I literally grew up in the back of a Mexican restaurant. What was the chain called? First part was El Torito. They're in L.A. as well. And then there was an offshoot from there that was called Azteca. Cool. Probably the best shrimp fajitas you will ever have anywhere. Like anytime I see like a shrimp taco or shrimp fajita, I will eat it and compare it to this place. But so 
So tacos, Mexican food, everything was was in my life from from an early age. Uh, they had what sounds ridiculous, but is actually absolutely delicious. Was a Mexican brunch buffet. Sounds Ooh, amazing. That does. So sound you good. would have your normal, you know, eggs and and uh, bacon, sausage, everything, and then the rest of it would be nothing but Mexican food. So so you'd get like enchiladas and tacos and everything, and then just have a giant plate of eggs that's right next to it <laughs> with Mexican rice. And you're like, it shouldn't go together, but it's amazing. There's no better no, mashup than Mexican food in breakfast. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why they like in Seattle at the time had like thousands of buffet places at the time, but that was the one that was always you would walk in and there would always be a huge giant wait because everybody's just like, yeah, these things, let's do it. Let's go. So this is the part of the show what we call uh, Chris asks an ignorant, potentially racist <laughs> question. Tacos. Yes. I've, famously, I've asked on the show before, where are tacos from Texas or, or Mexico? We, we've established it was Mexico. Mexico. Was the origins. That makes sense. Are tacos a Cuban thing? I mean, I understand now, right? Yeah. But is... Tacos didn't, their origin is not in Cuba. Yeah. Did they get to Cuba? Are they now I considered don't. a part of Cuban Th that food? That part I, I don't know. Okay, because my experience with Cuban food is it's not like Mexican food. No, no, it's, no. it's more, I mean, there's a lot of pork in it. Yeah. But it's more like sandwiches and seasoned. Well, there's seasoned meat and stuff, but it's not like prepared it was, yeah, and tortillas seasoned, seasoned and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have an ignorant question. Sure. Empanada madness on the boulevard. Yeah. Okay. Is that. Cuban? What is that considered? I don't see, Mexican, see right? Well, I think I think we're I think it it would probably be a combination of who's running it and what they decide to call it as. I think there's an easy way that that you can put a whole bunch of of those dishes under like Spanish cuisine, mm -hmm. right? But just because it's easier to say Spanish than than Hispanic. Because empanadas, I think, started in. Brazil, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, then, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different countries that have just, their own form of it. I just uh, Googled it. Empanadas are South American Venezuelan. Okay. Because oh, okay. I know, like, Salvi would go there a lot. Yeah. There you go. In. He's from Venezuela. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, because then. Um, that place is fantastic. Uh, I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of this. Yeah. Using <laughs> Royals players. <laughs> a bunch of poor but white people, or three white people in a Cuban person a, talking about. There's, a, there's always uh, like a, an interesting crossover when it comes with like certain dishes and how they kind of move around to a whole bunch of countries because on I think it was a couple weeks ago on the the Great British Baking Show. Yes, I'm one of those people who's obsessed <laughs> with that show just like everyone else. But they had there was an an Italian like dessert that was kind of like a puff pastry type, but they showed how they were making it and it basically looked exactly like an empanada and it basically looked like a sweet empanada and I'm just like okay so. Italy of all places magically has a dessert version of an empanada. So someone was somewhere else and was like, "Okay, we're going to change this a little bit." So it's one of those that the basic design and idea of an empanada. Mm -hmm. Probably a whole bunch of different countries have their own version, version of it, of where, cool. where they what they stuff it with is is what makes the difference. I think, yeah. and the ingredients that go into it. Well, what is the Mexican? Dessert that my kids always get, but they have to get honey and not chocolate because they're allergic to milk. Sopapillas. Sorry. Sopapillas. Sopapillas. Yep. <laughs> Every week here on the show, we like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is the taco ticker. You guys want to hear some taco ticker stories? Yes. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, taco ticker story number one. This is a Halloween Taco Bell story. You guys, Taco Bell fans or no? I haven't been to Taco Bell in, since high school. Okay. 
embarrassed to say. It's all right. I'm a glutton for punishment, so yes. Okay. Taco Bell is heating up Halloween with saucy costume selections. Taco Bell is betting that trick-or-treaters think that Taco Bell Halloween styles are the hot thing this year for Halloween. The company introduced a collection that this this month that provides customers flavorful get-ups based on its Mexican-inspired cuisine. Outfits range from colorful sauce packet tunics to dresses and a single tunic dedicated to Taco Bell's cheesy gordita crunch and seven-layer burrito. What? The outfits are available in infant and adult sizes, and Halloween shoppers can find them on the company's Taco Shop merch site. The branded release follows signature outfits such as a limited edition Colonel Sanders costume for the KFC fans, as well as official Halloween costume debut from Dunkin' Donuts. Halloween spending in 2018 was projected to reach $9 billion, with holiday participants spending an average of $86.79 to partake in costumes and events. The trade group also ranked the popularity of costumes for children and adults, none of which were food-related. Spending on pet costumes increased, with nearly 20% of celebrants dressing their furry friends. The top costume for a pet was a pumpkin. Natalie, do you you dress your dog up? Actually, my dog was a pumpkin last year. There you go. She loves getting dressed up, but she did not like the pumpkin hat that it came with. The sweater part was fine. I have the perfect picture of her looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing, Mom? Why are you doing this to me? But yes, I do dress up my dog. I think this year she's going to be a skeleton. You haven't been to Taco Bell since high school. Would you get a Taco Bell-themed costume for your Halloween party? I mean, for my dog or for uh, me? Or for you. Because for me, no. Like a cheesy gordita crunch dress, which I don't know how that looks. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm more, maybe. I'm more fearful that we're a couple of years away from it, from them like updating and being like, oh, now we've got the sexy Inchirito up. And it's like, because <laughs> there's always that point where they're like, we have to put sexy in there. And it's like, yeah. how do you do that with Taco Bell? I so, think the sauce pack, like sexy sauce packets. Sexy sauce. I think that's, that's already funny. here. Yeah. Like the hot, hot packet. I haven't gone as something sexy for Halloween for like six years. My Wednesday Adams costume is probably one of my favorites because she's cool. But yeah, I don't know about tacos. I don't I, know. I, I feel like there's a lot of other foods I would be before tacos. I saw a sexy, <laughs> Sorry. a Sorry. sexy impeachment costume. Did you guys what? see that? That's funny. No. It's like a peach. It's a peach uh, no. dress, and it says Miss Impeachment with a sash. Oh, so there's wow. even that out this that's, year. Okay, that's something. Okay. So you would not be Is buying it, the the Taco Bell Halloween costumes. No. To to bring everything down for a second, here's my really lame Halloween uh, Taco Bell joke for you. Okay. <laughs> What what type of sauce does uh, do demons get when they go to Taco Bell? What Diablo sauce? Oh yeah, that was good. Well, that's just common sense. <laughs> I don't know. That's a joke. But- Our Halloween episode last year, we did it at a haunted Mexican restaurant, Ooh. and we did a séance, and yeah. the medium offered the the ghost Diablo sauce? Diablo sauce oh. on a taco. And did they did they did accept they, it? Yeah, we didn't see a, a ghost take bites out of the taco, but we did hear weird stuff on the uh, the demon box or the ghost okay. box communicating. So, so, so oh. basically, you found out that the the demon or ghost had like irritable syndrome or something, and yeah. so couldn't accept the taco. I think it was because it was a Taco Bell taco. They weren't hungry oh, for that. Okay. They wanted yeah. the more yeah, authentic tacos. Yeah, they wanted one from the location. Right, so. exactly. They want that real meat, not the yeah whatever is in yeah. the Taco Bell meat. Chris, you were kind of scared at that same last episode right well was it the dolls i don't like dolls (laughs) i don't back to chucky i don't do dolls chucky it's actually 
Yeah, but my grandma used to have like these porcelain dolls, like Victorian era dolls that mm. had wooden teeth and the glass heads. Wow. Yeah, and like I'm those, terrified now hearing the wooden teeth. Yeah, they had the porcelain wooden dolls teeth, like she, with a glass head. And I used to have dreams about. So I had this like legendary dream that I can't forget, where a doll. I ran into my mother's bedroom and said, Mom, there's a doll walking around the living room and it wants to eat me. She wouldn't listen, was adamant, go back to your room, go back to your room. And as I turned around to go back to my room, the doll walks into my bedroom, chomping its wooden teeth. Oh and she's wow, like, that's... go back in your room now. And then I walked into my room. That's when the dream ended. And ever since that point, I, I can't deal with dolls my grandma had to put a, a sheet over this doll that she prominently displayed in her home because because dolls come to life and kill people i mean that's a fact i mean we know like it gets yeah. covered up but it's true i mean there's plenty of evil dolls in the world and i did they had evil dolls at the same yeah, i don't know why the fuck anybody these, would have a doll brought three or four uh dolls to communicate and, and they're like motion sensor dolls so if there was something a ghost in the room it would trigger the dolls and they went off a couple times can i do a quick tangent on dolls sure um, yeah uh, obviously you've triggered me um <laughs> you my, started the story yourself my daughter oh obviously i've triggered me my daughter had uh what are they called the doll store oh the american um, american girl, girl dolls, dolls. Okay. she had a bunch yeah. of american girl dolls and one time my son walked down the stairs from our house with two of the American Girl dolls and their hair has been cut to ribbons. And he's like, I gave them a haircut for <laughs> sissy. And my wife was like, oh shit, because my daughter's <laughs> hardcore on my son. And my wife was like, this is not good. So she gave me, I was working in Chicago at the time. She gave me the dolls to fly to Chicago with. I'm like, you're giving me dolls to take. So I took them. And I got uh, some string. I hate dolls so much. I got some string, and I tied the string to the legs of the dolls, and I hung them from my belt, and I walked into the American Girl store. <laughs> you wouldn't hold them? As if I were a doll hunter, <laughs> and that I had just killed a couple doll pelts. And I threw them up on their, because um, they have a little hospital for dolls there. Hey, what? They do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know this. Yeah. No. There's a doll hospital in American Girl. So I walk in there with my doll pelts hanging from my belt. I slam them up on the counter and I said, please fix these dolls. And they were very disturbed by the whole. And I did it because I have an irreverence for dolls. I, I thought yeah. everybody hated dolls. But I guess when you walk into a store that's based So on you dolls, don't even touch them. You wouldn't. Why didn't you just put them in a bag? I wanted to treat them like shit because dolls <laughs> dolls are dolls are not I mean they're they look cute but they're there to kill us and we if we don't keep them down they're coming after us it's, isn't this kind of a chicken and an egg type of situation where you you harbor these bad feelings towards the dolls but you you treat them like hurt shit. people hurt is that what you're so, getting so, out so they're, they're they're kind of you're kind of asking for it by continually treating the dolls these ways instead yeah. of trying to find like a peace offering and let me just say that the war them. has been going on for decades before i was born i'm just a soldier in the war but where does it stop where does that point it, it's not going to be with me making friends with the doll my friend <laughs> i i am just you, you a, i am lost cross in that, the war you, you don't want to be the like uh, the Joe Lieberman of the late 90s and, and early aughts who was trying to cross the aisle. Not me. Not me. All right. I'm there to fight the dolls. <laughs> fight the dolls. You, can, you can make friends with them. Let's see how that goes. Okay. Don't come to me with your jugular spewing blood being like, Chris, you were right about those dolls. Because I'm not going to help you. It's going to be difficult for me to talk, though, if my jugular is spewing <laughs> all out of place. Come on, Chris, get it together. <laughs> I can't think straight when it comes to dolls. <laughs> 
All right, uh, I got one more taco ticker story here. Speaking of haunted taco shops, this is a haunted taco shop in Arcadia, California. It's called Taco Lita. It's a haunted taco shop where multiple customers and workers have seen a ghost appear near the bathroom. A full-bodied human form, or what do they call them in Ghostbusters? Full-bodied apparition. Okay. They see a ghostly tall... Uh-oh, tall man. They see a ghostly tall elderly man who wears khaki pants, a yellow sweater, and habitually makes his way inside the restroom located by the back parking lot. One ghost hunter theory is that ghosts reenact their deaths on a loop. Have you guys heard that theory before? Do you die on the toilet? <laughs> that means there's a possibility this man walks into this restroom regularly. Did he die in the restroom after having tacos? Uh-oh. It ties back to the one earlier with the irritable bowel syndrome. Yep. Mm-hmm. One visitor to Taco Lita said she and her husband stopped by Taco Lita with plans to use the restroom. Just to use the restroom. Her husband... With plans. They made yeah, plans, plans yeah. to use their restroom. I'd stop by there and, and take a restroom. Haunted, haunted taco restroom. It's about 6.30. This is usually when their business dies. <laughs> Down. Her husband waited on a man who had, they had just seen walk into the men's room wearing khakis and a yellow sweater. After waiting patiently for some time, he eventually decided to knock on the door asking if the guy was okay. After some concerning length of silence, they opened the door to find a completely empty restroom with the light off and no sign of a man anywhere. There there have been other more terrifying accounts with the older man supposedly having bugs in his mouth and sometimes appearing in the mirror, but those stories were told anonymously without many specifics. Bugs in the mouth, isn't that like Candyman? Is that what happens in Candyman? He's got the bees. Bees, yeah. I mean, he could be decomposing in some weird way. So how long was he... Did he was he like in the bathroom dead and no one found him? Yeah, I guess they don't they don't reveal that that they don't make it a public thing like oh yeah we did have an old man die in our restroom. Well, I mean if it was but, the previous owners you could you could do that yeah. at least. So I mean That's maybe the tacos were poisoned or maybe they were just too much for his elderly system. Does I'm, he I'm look like so, a normal guy? Or he does looks he like dated? A, well, like. But let's, let's put it this way. It's a gentleman who's wearing both khakis and a yellow sweater. So right. I'm not so that's ha- sure more how modern. Nor- yeah. I'm Fred, modern. Fred Rogers. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think of this? Is this, uh, does this sound like legit or do you it think? It could be true. I mean, yeah. It's, it's either that or there's some like crazy, crazy homeless guy who's just walking very weirdly into the bathroom and then just like crawling out the window. Like uh, up so, into the ceiling yeah. tiles or. It could be a ploy to get more customers because now I want to go and see. Right. How is their food though? That's my question. Uh, I didn't read the food reviews. <laughs> it looked like a very like old school, almost like a Taco Villa type place. It looks um, like a type of place where people are going out of the way to use just the restroom but yeah. not eat the food. Yeah. Okay. Or it looks like a place that could have poisonous tacos. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that's the taco ticker. Thanks for checking those stories with me. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. It's me, Captain Lotus Pool, half horse, half human. And I'm here to tell you that the good old delicious goodness that you enjoyed in your first bite of Lotus Pool Records LLC is still in every album we sell, even 27 years after we started the dang label. Hell, we've only gotten more delicious now that we've got the whole Zoom catalog and artists like Heidi Lynn Gluck, and don't forget classics like Panel Donors, Lobedom, and Global. Right up there on the shelf next to Bully Pulpit's Pop Delight, Bylaws. 
Or are those Sun Eaters boys, sly little monsters? Their latest is blazing across the country on independent radio and even sits on the top 30 albums on the Relics Jam Band chart. Oh well, I guess I'm just here to say that we love you. And we'd love it if you could put us on your playlist, recommend us to your friends, and buy a little merch from the lotuspool.com store. Whatever you do, please take a listen to Lotus Pool new and old. The music is timeless, and we love having you a part of our little family. Night, y'all. All right, every week here on the show, we like to play Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. Which is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City. This week, we're going to do a special edition of Town of the Taco. We're going to talk about the haunted locations here in KC. These are not the haunted houses in the West Bottoms. These are real deal haunted houses. Can you sing a a spooky version of Town of the Taco? (laughs) I can't. Uh, Can you sing us a spooky version of Town of the Taco? Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love to bite. Oh, that was good. That That was great. That That was wonderful. That was really good. Do you guys know of the haunted locations we have here in KC? We've got a lot of good, other than the uh, haunted houses in the West Bottoms, which we talked about. We have some real deal haunted houses here in KC. The Midwest has a whole bunch from from what I know. So here's just a short list of the different haunted houses here in KC. The Longview Mansion in Lee Summit is supposedly very haunted. Mm. Uh, Millionaire lumberman Robert A. Long built the Longview Mansion in 1914. His daughter, Lula Long Combs, is said to haunt the mansion. Her ghostly figure has been seen riding about the property on horseback and pacing in her bedroom in the mansion. Her bed is also sometimes in disarray in the morning as if she had slept in it. Ooh. So what, what's this uh, location for? Is it? Can you spend the night in it? I don't think so. Is it's it just... like still a, somebody lives there. It's oh. still the mansion, yeah. But that means there's a ghost horse, too. Yeah. yeah, that's freaky. Now, that freaks me out. Ghost horses? Yeah, well, horses Sca- kind of scare me. So, <laughs> ghost horses? horses? What did horses do to you? I don't know. Nothing specifically, oh. but... Ghost animals are scary. <laughs> There's a ghost Good, horse yeah. in the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Is there one? <laughs> yeah. all, it all ties back. I definitely back. need to go. Yeah. There's a... It's... Not many people see it, but it's it, there's a carriage, which is actually an old hearse from, like, the Western times. The bridle, like, looks as if it's holding a horse, but there's nothing there. So it's a ghost horse. Ghost horse. The Jackson County Jail and Marshall's home in Independence is said to be haunted. Built in 1859, it housed thousands of prisoners until its close in 1933. The sheriff of Jackson County, Henry Bolger, was killed in the jail in 1866, and his ghost has been seen in the center south cell in a blue suit. Jesse James' brother Frank was imprisoned here for almost six months. Upon entering, people are said to experience nausea, extreme cold, footsteps, growling, and a man gasping for air with no man to be seen. Mm, they also scary. feel chills as they pass by the first jail cell. There also have been apparitions of women and children believed to have been prisoners during the Civil War in the jail. Ooh. The Sour Castle. Are you guys familiar with the Sour Castle in KCK? No. This is the coolest. I think this is the coolest haunted house house in Kansas City. It looks just like the Adams Family House. <laughs> it's in KCK on 935 Shawnee Road in KCK. It's said to be one of the most haunted locations in all of Kansas City. 
There's tons of ghost stories that are involving the house just because it looks scary, but people have made up stories, but there also might be some truth to those stories. Built between 1869 and 1871, the dwelling is said to be the site where a woman hung herself in the tower, the very top tower. Supposedly bodies are buried on the property as well as secret tunnels where gruesome murders took place. The uh, couple who lived in the house, the Sauer family, bore five additional daughters, one whom died in infancy in the house, and she was buried on the grounds. It's now like a crumbling estate. You can't get past the... um, there's a gate, but people still kind of go there and hunt during a ghost hunting season. Legends tell of a woman who hanged herself in the tower. There's also stories of buried treasure and buried bodies in the secret tunnels. A deranged husband supposedly murdered his entire family in Sour Castle. This is not true. And buried them in the backyard before killing himself. Neighbors claim to see floating lights in the tower on the grounds and hear voices from within the house when no one has lived there for quite some time. The widow is said to be seen pacing in the hallways and in on Halloween night, a man and woman can be seen dancing in the window of the top tower. That's why a lot of people go there on Halloween to look for the ghosts in the tower. The real history is not so salacious, but um, five generations of the Sauer family did live and die in the house, including one suicide. So it's kind of spooky and it's a spooky looking house so it's a really cool place to go on Halloween night but at the road it's kind of hard to get there the road is very skinny it's kind of on a bluff and then on Halloween night the road's packed with people just going there to check it out I'm surprised that there hasn't been like a small horror film made like based off those stories because come on that the sour house isn't something just as simple as that you're like yeah rice itself it's I think the family um I mean, they're not really taking care of the house. It's falling yeah. apart, so it looks spookier than it really Let's should do look. It. Let's shoot a film in there. Let's do it. Let's do it. I support that. How about the UFDC? Does that count as one of the scarier sites in Kansas City? What's that? The United Federation of Doll Clubs. It's a doll museum. <laughs> it's in Kansas City? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that you definitely would not want to go I'm not there. going there. <laughs> I'll go to that sour house any day. The Elms in Excelsior Springs is supposed to be super haunted. The Epperson House on the UMKC campus. Have you seen this place? Uh, I've heard of it. It's awesome. It's an old school mansion. It's got a lot of secret rooms. The story goes that Harriet Evelyn Bars, an organ student at UMKC, died shortly after designing a custom organ for the home's loft space. Students have reported seeing a ghost dressed as if she's ready to play in a recital in the sound of organ music playing at night out of the mansion. The builder had a psychiatric breakdown and murdered his wife and then killed himself inside the house, therefore entrapping all of their souls together as a family in the afterlife. It also says none of these events actually occurred. It's just what people say about the house. On one evening in the 1970s, UMKC students reported seeing the organ playing student dressed in an evening gown, ready for a recital. Campus security guards have also reported strange lights and the sound of organ music playing out of the building. In 1978, weekend security guards began to hear footsteps in the empty building with no one else in the building. The best known accounts of strange activity documented by security guards occurred in May 1979. A patrol officer was parked near the house when he felt another vehicle hit his vehicle from behind, followed by the sound of shattered glass. The officer got out of the car to investigate, but he found no other car, no damage, and no broken glass to his car. His car, however, did move eight inches from its previous spot, and there were a pair of skid marks near his car. Could have been me. I once rear-ended a police officer. In 1979? (laughs) No, in 19... uh, Or actually, in 2000... 
15, I think, in and Los Angeles. And then did you Angeles. have a button that turned your car invisible and then you could drive away? After? I did, yeah. I hit the invisible oh. button just got the hell out of there. It's <laughs> a good choice. All right, a couple more haunted spots here just to round out my list. The Warnell House right on Warnell Road near Brookside. The uh, John Warnell House was a place of refuge for tired and injured soldiers during the Civil War. The neighbors have reported seeing ghostly-looking soldiers on the balcony as well as ghosts in the yard. Some neighbors have put crosses in their homes as to keep the spirits away from noises and voices being heard to a rocking chair in a child's room having orbs floating above it. Let's just say you might want to visit the Warnell House during the day. And the Vale Mansion in Independence is said to be haunted by the spirit of Sylvia Vale. According to one legend, when she died, her husband could not part with her, so he buried her in the front lawn in a glass-topped coffin. Also, the basement in the Vale Mansion was also once said to be used as as a insane asylum where the patients were chained to the wall. Also, the Savoy Hotel, downtown Kansas City, the oldest operating hotel west of the Mississippi, in room 505, the water turns off and on, and sometimes ghostly jazz music can be heard coming out of the room. A dividing door in the room between the bedroom and the living room swings open by itself sometimes in the middle of the night with no one else in the room. And the spirit of Betsy Ward has been seen in room 505, and it is said that she passed away due to a heart attack in the bathtub of room 505. Also, on the fourth floor, a ghost of a man named Mr. Leitner, who passed away in the hotel, has been seen uh, wearing 1930s clothes and vanishing right before hotel workers' eyes. And then the uh, Eldridge Hotel in Lawrence, Kansas, is very haunted by the ghost of Colonel Eldridge. Uh, witnesses have reported seeing breath marks on recently cleaned mirrors in room 506 at the Eldridge. Doors opening and shutting on their own, lights turning off and on by themselves. Also, cold spots have been felt throughout the hotel. Some guests have even encountered apparitions on the fifth floor and an elevator ghost that likes to open and close the elevator doors on the fifth floor. Photographers have also mentioned having inexplicable technical difficulties with their cameras near the elevator. Uh, I've done some ghost hunting at the Eldridge with friends and uh, we've taken some amazing orb photos at the Eldridge. And uh, let's not forget, of course, the Gateway to Hell in Stoll, Kansas. Famous Stoll, ga- Gateway to one. Hell. Well, that's a haunted that just where Satan lives. Yeah, Satan. Satan place. It's yeah, not scary. That's where Satan lives. Did you, wouldn't wouldn't there be Satan. a chance if there's a whole bunch of lost souls that are in the region of where Satan's dwelling? That makes sense. Chris, did you ever go hang out at a stole when you were up there? Your yeah, farm was we pretty did. close. We, we, went to, we went to Stoll. The Lotus Pool farm was just minutes from yeah. Stoll. So, yeah, we went and visited. I will say, famously on this this show, I love sour cream on my tacos. And without prompting, they brought a sour cream. So this taco is already mm. Yeah, our tacos, our tacos just got here. What do you say? Let's put these tacos to the test. What's everybody's first impressions? These are crunchy tacos, lots of cheese. They give you a side of sour cream and a side of salsa. Mm. These look really crunchy. They're very crunchy. I typically like soft tacos, but it's got a good crunch to it. Feels like a very American taco, right? Not a very authentic taco, but good. It's a comfort taco. I'd say. Totally. There's there's no frills. It's got the basics. You're your cheese, lettuce, beef, tomato, uh, a normal crunchy shell that you're going to, not like not one of the deep fried mm-hmm. shells, but a regular shell. So yeah. it's, it's a comfort one. When you're, when you're making, making basic tacos, it's, it's kind of embodies 
what you want. Just quick and out of the way. A little uh, history of Frickin' Frack Tacos. Taco Saturday at Frickin' Frack started in 1979. The original price was three for 99 cents. Now they're three for three dollars. This all started before they had a grill here. Mostly they did deli sandwiches and a steam table. Early on, they would cook the taco meat on an electric stove in the back and even shred the lettuce and cheese. The sauce was made here in the bar in the blenders. And their shells have always been locally sourced shells from Perez shells on the boulevard. And uh, yeah, Frickin' Frack's been around since 76. So this is probably one of the oldest places in town that you could get tacos back in the late 70s for sure. That's cool that they're local shells. It was good. Do you have the veggies? Who's got the veggies? I think I, we, we all got one veggie oh, in there. That's how they did yeah, it. we all got yeah. so they have beef beef crunchy and then they have veggie crunchy. Yeah, I can see on the the very veggies end. have a mushroom. Yeah, oh. and I can see that this one's got like a, a giant pepper chunk in it at the end. I think you already had that one actually. I ate the veggie. Yeah. All right. I think that was the one that had the giant pepper pieces. I didn't it. realize this was my basket. I was sort of yeah, segmenting off. Because like you can see in mine that they've got the giant pepper piece on one of them so i think it's that's so one that's got the veggies. tomatoes and, right. and peppers and stuff the veggie one has like a slight smoke flavor to it or something it does yeah oh there's a big side of jalapenos there too yeah, yeah i'm not putting jalapenos. i'm a baby when it comes to spice your baby spice is that what you were saying <laughs> is that the spice girl that you most oh gosh that's like the opposite of me blonde hair like what, which Little spice teeny, girl would you no, associate um, yourself with? There's a scary spice. You're more of a posh, 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 posh spice, maybe. You I was never really into the Spice Girls, but I kind of have, I kind of look like posh, like same color hair. Yeah, little. I don't know the Spice Girls, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one's baby versus spice versus. But, but do you scary. just know to throw out baby just in case. Well, she said baby spice, so huh. I did know baby spice was a Spice Girl. About all I know about the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Is everybody enjoying their tacos? Yeah. Like, I like all the cheese on it. I was surprised by the variety that was in the the vegetarian one because it's got, like like I was mentioning, it's got the mushrooms, it's got the peppers, it's got tomatoes, and then it's got a whole like bottom layer of onions where your beef would be. They didn't skimp on it, that's for sure. No. I yeah, do so, feel like I could eat like 10 of these and not, and, and still maybe be able to eat more. Totally. I was just thinking the same thing. I could have seven, eight more of these. Are these known as a hangover taco? Is that why they did them on Saturdays? I think so. I mean, yeah, Taco Saturdays, be- is a. they said it's the biggest thing they do here, and they sell 2,000 tacos a day on Taco Saturday. Wow. Really? There's a lot of people here to have tacos on Taco Saturday. It seems to be fixing my problem that I had earlier this morning. Yeah. <laughs> that problem being being awake. <laughs> All right. So, meat or veggie? I haven't had the veggie yet. Let me try it. What's everyone else's feelings on the veggie? Veggie was great. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of veggie tacos. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it, given how how basic it is. Mmm, veggie's good. They're both great. We'll get used to it because in ten years we won't be able to eat meat. So, <laughs> but that, that's why they're switching over everything to the impossible and, and pure and beyond. They're trying to get everybody ready. You just go to Taco Bell. Yeah, that's not real meat. <laughs> it's not real meat. Yeah. Did, did they get all the metal shavings out of it? It's all gone, yeah. It's fixed, yeah. Just took a week. They got it all out. <laughs> That's when I knew society was doomed. It was like when when Burger King is now touting a meatless burger, I'm like, okay, something's, something's amiss. <laughs> something's going on there. Yeah, go. they're, we're that proud of it. We're trying to convince people to, to switch away from meat that hardcore. There's yeah. got to be an issue. So. 
I'm so days. Adrian and Natalie, what are your uh, other favorite taco spots in Kansas City? Do you have a favorite go-to? See, I'm weird. I, I haven't gotten out in the Kansas City as much as I, I want when it comes to tacos, and that's because I've kind of branched out to some uh, other choices. But I'll definitely say that Mission Taco it's a great one. Uh, tacos El Guerrero is another one I like. Um, one that I'm not sure if you guys have been to or tried because it's I think it's Salvadorian is what it falls under, is uh, El uh, Pulgarcito, um off of Miriam, basically, like right over by the... The movie theater that's over there in, in uh, 35 Highway. No, yeah, we need to check that out. It's they're they're really good uh, and basic. They've got a whole bunch of type types. It's mostly soft, but they they they're very specific in that it's you know a four inch soft tortilla that has you know your meats, your onions, your cilantro. But they've got chicken. They've got um, they've got pork. Uh, they've got steak. They've got the cow tongue there actually as well but they've got a whole bunch of different ones and it's really simple and then they they bring you the tacos and then you have like four different sauces that are on your table to try and put on top of it and it's it's from very mild to very very hot but it's yeah it's just a simple little place they've also got fun stuff like plantains there so that sounds great is there decent cuban food in kansas city see I, that's what i haven't ventured out to i'm i'm somebody who like who uh i i either like to cook or find a place that's decently close to to where I live. So I'm out by um, Juco. So for, for out there. So hang out at uh, Tequila Harry's a lot. <laughs> no. I can't, I, I can't talk about Tequila Harry's because your pool boy has told me I can't talk about Tequila Harry's yet. So that is. So you've had a bad taco experience. <laughs> bad. It's a not 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 a good taco experience. <laughs> I go a little bit further because Tequila Harry's is right there, and I feel like it's baiting me, and I know what'll happen. If you go out a little bit further, there's a place that's I think it's more over by Corporate Woods, uh, Tortilla Ranch. That's out there. It's pretty good. Yeah, they've got really good tacos. I mean, they do other stuff, but they got really good uh, like Baja and, and shrimp tacos and stuff like that. And then, of course. If you're going to go to a basic chain, K-Machos is it's a solid it's choice. Good, yeah. Alamo Draft House, do they serve tacos? I don't think I've ever had a taco uh, there. No, but they've got great queso. They have great they queso. They do. I get the queso, they yeah. Know. You know, these kind of remind me of Colonial Club tacos. Colonial don't Club? Don't they have a special, um, like, $1 tacos or 50-cent okay. tacos on certain nights of the week? I don't but know. it comes with, like, a tall boy, too. It's like a deal. What's Colonial Club? Deal. It's in the... West, um, like Strawberry Hill area. Oh. In KZK, I would love a little like queso sauce on these though. I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big cheese fan. So. What do you think of the the uh, shredded cheese that were on the tacos? It's good. It's dense. <laughs> this is very yeah. It it's, was. It's, it's good. There was a good lot cheese. of it too. There's a lot of, a lot of cheese. I think maybe they they know that people want. Cheese. Something like chase queso, so they're just like, we'll just give them more cheese. This is a perfect hangover taco yeah. meal. Yeah. I like sharp cheese. I like stinky cheese. You like stinky cheese? Like blue cheese? Mm-mm. No. No. You just like cheddar cheese. What about cotija cheese? What is cotija cheese? It's kind of like, uh, it's crumbly cheese. Does it yeah. stink? It's white. Expensive if you eat all of it at once. Yeah. But they that's one of the main... Uh, ingredients that they have at the the Alamos K 
queso. So they've yeah. got cutija and they've got uh, cilantro that's in there. So oh, cilantro can't get enough. I was of gonna that. say I was gonna say right up your alley with those two combining. Yeah, right there was there, no so. cilantro on these yeah. because these were very you know Bas- suburban basic. taco. Yeah, it's a nice suburban taco. All right, what's everybody's final rating for these tacos? We do one out of five golden tacos, five being the best. You know, I'm, I think I'm gonna say around like a three. Three three point five because they're good. Like I said, they're good comfort tacos. You know, there's there's nothing bad about them. They definitely hit the spot. While they might not be anything fancy, they're still enjoyable tacos. I might bump up like a three point seven five for or maybe four, depending upon if I'm feeling generous for that vegetarian one. Because again, while it's simple, they they had the right combination of veggies in there to just surprise me. I would say middle of the road three. I mean. I don't want to say two because that's I'm not I'm not dissing them, but I'm not I'm definitely not going to walk away craving them again, unless I'm like in the neighborhood and I want something to if I'm drunk or something I need something to fill my stomach. But if you're stumbling down this street, yeah, which drunk. doesn't happen, but if it <laughs> were to five? happen, then it would be a five. That's it's the perfect hangover or drunk snack Sop taco, up the alcohol. and it's super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really great deal. I get a three five. I like the three five. That's 3. a good rating because it's same same reason. I'm, I I am leaning in a positive direction, but it's not one that I would drive down to get. Okay, I'm going uh, three. I'm thinking I'm going three point nine out of five golden mm, tacos. No, it was a delicious mm-hmm. taco. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I liked it. Yeah, uh, the veggie was surprisingly tasty. I'm not big into veggie too much, but it was good. I'd eat that veggie taco again. But yeah, just your you know. We it's it's hard sometimes to do bar tacos as well at like stacking bar tacos up to uh, places that they're all about the tacos. So as as far as bar tacos go, these are good bar tacos. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Yes. So we enjoyed the tacos, but there are some people who have had bad taco experiences here. This is the part of the show called Bad Reviews, Red and a Funny Voice. Bad reviews on Taco the Town, Taco the Town, Taco the Town. Okay, Adrian, what do you have there? What's the person's name? Gary F. Okay. Who says? Get a lot of Garys here on bad reviews in a funny way. Is it one Gary? Is it, is it all of <laughs> Gary's? the same Gary. Are Gary's just stick Gary? in the muds? Okay, mm. this is what Gary does, like, in his free time when he's not going to horrible locations, too. I had not been there in over 20 years and went in late January, early February. He's not even sure. That's, a, that's never a good sign. Gary was drunk. The sodas were undrinkable because the water was vile. Whoa. The Italian sandwich was tough and hard to eat. Service was meh. I won't ever go back there. Seedy. Dirty. One star. Seedy. (laughs) Oh. This this does not feel like a a seedy place. No. Also, I'm confused about the, like... Maybe they, uh, maybe there was something wrong with the carbonation in the soda because it's like the soda was bad because the water was vile. <laughs> are, I don't know are what you putting water, water in your soda? You're drinking water. Is it vile? Oh, I don't. I've, I'm actually look. I'm an inch down. It means I've I've actually been drinking the water here. And what, what's your review water. of the water? It's, How many golden waters would you give this water? I would say it's a five star water. Five star. There water. you are. It has like a slight. Taste of maybe lemon to it or something. I love that it took Ghost Gary lemon. twenty years to come back after his first time being here. I mean, that's just that's just a Gary for it's you. A Gary it's thing. a Gary thing. Gary no offense you. to the Garys out there. Talk of the town talking. known for taking Garys down. Okay, right, I got now, another. I got a have? review. Joe L. What does he have to say? All right, here we go. Uh, 
Been here a few times. Burgers and stuff. Not sure what else to say about this place. Three stars. <laughs> wow. Kind of tried to say that with like a like a yeah like a twang yeah. Twang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Can't sound like a Gary. Not doesn't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what else to say. Just, just burgers listed, and stuff. Just listed what they had, and so gave it a middle of the road review. That seems he like a guy. Burgers and stuff is stuff. what they have stuff. here. Feels like a guy dabbling in reviews, right? He's like, ah, I think I'll try a review today. What do you want me to say? Burgers and stuff? Why would he even review it? There's not he's not reviewing anything. He's just stating yeah. what they had. Did yeah. he eat anything or did he just walk by it? He's like, oh, the outside of the building looks okay. They've got a menu up in the window that says uh, they got burgers and stuff. Frickin' frack. Well, yeah, what do you, you guys think about the name Frickin' Frack? I think it's pretty great. Yeah. Catchy. I mean, it's unique. It yeah. sticks in your mind. You know, the definition of Frick and Frack is two very close friends, Frick and Frack. Two characters. They were two characters in the Ice Follies in the 1930s named Frick and Frack. Two friends that always hang out together. One has never seen me without the other, kind of like Tweedledum and Tweedledee. That's what Frick and Frack means. Frick and Frack is a, was a Swiss comedy ice skating duo who appeared in the original Ice Follies, starring in the late 1930s show as ice comedy skaters. Like it's a great way to frack. sort of demean a couple of jokers by calling them frickin' frack. It's a great name for a, for a joint like this. A great name for a taco place. That also has yeah. burgers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, burgers and stuff. It also feels like Pretty there should good. be like tchotchkes in the back or something like that for frickin' frack. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good place for Gary's, would you say? Oh, no, no, not. No Gary's allowed, apparently. <laughs> They're going to give you one star review and say that the sodas are. But, you know, like Gary would keep coming back. That's the thing about it, Gary. He'd give you one star and then just be like, ah, I got to go down the frickin' fracks because <laughs> I don't know. I'm drunk and I need a taco. I don't know. I, I don't like different things and I've been there before. Right. They got it's burgers. It's been 20 years. And that's, that's why he came back 20 years later because it's the only place he knows. I could use some burgers and stuff and then I'm going to go over to Judy's and apologize. My wife. You know, freaking frack over she's li- we're separated frack. now because she's living with their parents. Last time I went over there, her father kicked me in the chest and I rolled down the driveway. But it's all good now. Uh, she's so pretty. <laughs> is, it, is it 20 years in between both when he's going to freaking frack and, and apologizing? So, like, they're connected? I apologize every week to Judy. I want her back. We have a beautiful daughter together. I run the bar. I'm a successful businessman. <laughs> I do have some debt, and I do have to give the bar to these people. But my name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, final review of Frickin' Frack. Would you come back here for yeah, tacos? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I also have friends in the area too, so it'd be easy to. Thirty Ninth Street. It's a great, yeah. great taco mecca. I mean, Tiki Tacos up the street. Uh, what are some other taco places? Oh, uh, Drunken Worms right yeah. down the street. So, I love this oh, neighborhood. Yeah. This is a cool neighborhood. It's been yeah. growing up a lot, it a has. lot more in the last several years, and diversifying and everything like that. Yug Stanovich, Stanovich, sorry, Yug Stanovich, uh, previous guest of the show, used to live right off of Colorado, I think is really? right up here. Okay. Yeah, they, that was their first house that they lived oh, in Kansas cool. City. Frickin' frack over there. You know, frickin' frack. Yug yeah. and Rachel Stanovich, I call frack. them frickin' frack. Yeah. <laughs> they come over to the house, Judy makes them something. Well, Judy doesn't live with me anymore, but well, I don't want to talk about it. Judy, Judy, All right, Judy. Well, yeah, if you're if you're in the neighborhood, uh, frickin' frack taco Saturdays, especially if you're hungover, step on in. They open at eleven on Saturdays for tacos. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. We interrupt this podcast for a BCC news break. 
question for you. Do you like stories of high strangeness? Deep dives into the paranormal? Tales of the unexplained? Chats about Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, mysterious monsters, and creepy cryptids? Then you should be listening to the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, Michael and Bryce, along with producer Riley Bray, welcome a celebrity guest, and together they delve into discussions of the unknown, hauntings, alien abductions, Sasquatch portals, lizard men, skinwalkers, and Dover demons. Oh my. An attempt to uncover the secret to the universe's greatest unsolved phenomenon. Will their celebrity guests think it's a load of bollocks, or will they believe it? You'll have to listen to find out. Only on Bigfoot Collectors Club, or BCC if you prefer. Look for it wherever you find your podcasts. BCC encourages its listeners to go get regressed. You never know what alien encounters lurk in your past. This has been a BCC news break. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Okay, this is Taco Topics. This is where I get in-depth taco answers from in-depth taco questions from my guests. Adrian and Nat, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Hmm. Thinking of one, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you go first. Here we go. Don't don't carry out on this. Oh no, yet. these these are the just the oh, answers. Okay. Uh, question number one: What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Overall taste, I think. I mean, that might be simple, but it, I don't really care what the taco necessarily looks like. But if it tastes good overall, yeah, mine's ratio. I'm all about like, you know, if there's too many beans, none of cheese, or you know, too much rice, or however the taco is, it's it's got to have a good balance. Not too overstuffed either. Yeah, and you also don't want, like, I like soft tacos. I don't like it when it gets, uh, there's too much liquid on it, and then it gets kind of soggy and falls apart. Falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, that's never good. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? I like soft shell, but these hard shells were really good. Um, I don't like too thick. It's got to have a, you know, thin crunch, but I, I prefer soft. I think it depends on where I'm going. You know, and, and what they have. There's plenty of places that are, I've noticed that as people get crazier with the tacos, you get more of the soft shells. So I'm I'm fine with that. But there's certain times like ones like these that you mm. just want that that crunch, that basic mm-hmm. crunch. Hot or mild salsa? I'd say mild for the salsa because I'm fine with hotter sauces that can be incorporated into it. Cilantro, no, or pro cilantro? Cilantro all day, all day. Finely chopped cilantro. That, that's what that's what I prefer because there's if it's too leafy, then it can kind of, there's something with me and cilantro and that if it's too leafy and it gets that sounds terrible to say but like soggy, it kind of gunks up yeah. the work. Mm. But if it's finely chopped in there for the flavor, then I'm I'm for it. Are the options um, pro lantro and no lantro? <laughs> I think you need to change it to that. It should be. It should be. No lantro and pro lantro? Okay. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Pizza. Always. Too much pizza. Or french fries. I'm a french fry connoisseur. You got a lot of pizzas at your party. Yeah, I eat a lot of pizza. Pizza. I actually have high cholesterol. (laughs) I just found that out. Pizzas with french fries? Never really done that. You get fries with your pizza because that's a Chicago thing. Is it? Just to get fries with everything. No, I'll get fries with my salads if I get a salad. (laughs) You know, got to balance that out. And that's yeah. badass. That's tough. Adrian? Uh, I know it sounds weird, but it d- depends on what I'm craving. I'm I'm a Chinese person. I'm a barbecue person. Over by where I live, they just opened uh, Hawaiian Brothers, which yeah. is 
which is great and it's fantastic. So there's plenty of times where I'm just like, I can't think of what I want to eat. That's that's like two blocks away. I like the Dole, the Dole Whip from yes. Hawaiian yes. Brothers. I had my first Dole Whip at Disneyland. Uh, did you sit in the Tiki Monday. Room, the Enchanted Tiki Room? I didn't. Oh, no, no. But I ate it near the Tiki Room. <laughs> no, Hawaiian Brothers is very simple with their Hawaiian lunch cuisine, as they put it, where they've got uh, it's mostly like chicken dishes. Um, but then they have a pork one. It's some pineapple on that you, chicken. You, you can if you want to, but it's they've got like kind of a teriyaki and then a spicy teriyaki and then a, a sweeter sauce. But then it's rice and really, really good. I'm not normally a fan of this, but really good macaroni salad. Mm. Oh, I love macaroni salad. Oh, wow. Oh, I love it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly good. My grandmother made fantastic no, macaroni salad. <laughs> no tacos, though. Now I got to have some macaroni salad. All right. What's your favorite side dish? Chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac. Queso. queso. Although I love a good guac, but yeah, yeah queso. queso. Well, I queso. want the, the guac on my tacos. On the side, I'll take the, oh, yeah. the chips and oh, queso. Yeah. In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think we got a lot of them. Yeah. So anything taco-wise you think could step Casey's taco game up? I think we got it going pretty good right now. Well, I mean, we, so many options. We had the the announcement recently, of course, that that Torchy's Tacos were were coming to KC, and I, I think they're from Austin's standpoint, you'll have some people who are like, "Oh, Torchy's isn't the best," but that's a place that has Torchy's Tacos and then a dozen other things. Torchy's in general, I think, is good because they have a, a great variety and different types. Um, but with that Austin connection, I think if we had more like taco trucks around that, I think that's the next thing that Kansas city needs. And I think with the way that they've been building up and out areas, I think having more food truck, but like locations around like just outside of the city, not just on first Friday, like every day of the week. No, no. If you had like certain little parking areas that had where people could be set up, with all the different types of food that you have coming out of Kansas City right now, I think having mm-hmm. a whole bunch of food trucks and then having different types of taco trucks interspersed in there would be just even better. Yeah, for sure. Portland, Oregon has something like that. Uh, they have like a, a square that um, at night all the it's all just food trucks. And well, we uh, got to do that. Yeah, it's that. great. Yeah, I've been there. I love it. It's good. It's what are some uh, no speaking Gary's. of other other no towns Gary's with tacos? What are some other good taco towns you visited? Austin. Yeah, Adrian? Austin's good. Uh, but when I was growing up in Seattle, like I said, that was a um, a city that had a whole bunch. Of, but because you can have a whole bunch of different types of of seafood tacos to go along with everything. So you say Portland, Natalie? I guess Portland. I I don't really seek out tacos uh, when I'm traveling. I don't know why. But I will. Got to start doing that. Yeah, I know. I need to start traveling. Is what I need to start doing. <laughs> Have you ever had a time in your life and you've had to turn down tacos? No. Because you're too full. Or you just you're just not don't feeling want it. tacos. Yeah. What? I'm embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes Explain I just yourself. sometimes I just want like Chinese food, like noodles. If there's tacos on a pl- on a table though, <laughs> I'll eat them. I'll eat if. Okay. If it's so, in front yeah, of me, so that, it will be eaten. What if it's next to a nice, fresh pizza right out of the oven? You're going pizza. <laughs> I'm going to go with pizza first, but I will eat a taco. Okay. Would you ever wrap a slice of pizza in That's a taco? That's what I was going to say. Up inside of it. That sounds amazing, actually. Actually, one of these tacos with, like, pizza around it could add that little crunch from yeah. the what hard taco. Pizza, that though? would be so good. Would you, would you want to go, like, crazy Inception where you've got, like, a mini 
Mexican pizza that's wrapped around a taco. Ooh. That'd be cool. Or like a contrasting flavor. Like a Papakino like. slice, large and thin. Yeah. And then you start okay. at the small end of the slice and you start rolling, rolling the taco into it. Okay. And then it's like a pig's in the blanket. Yeah. But the pig is the taco it's and the like blanket a is a pizza. Taco bur- <laughs> it's like a pizza taco burrito. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. Uh-oh. You mentioned the, the, the B word. <laughs> We've gotten through a lot of this show without... With that. Is that against the rules? Yeah. It's all right. We can, Did I just break the rules? We can just, skip. We can just move on. Um, I am the worst <laughs> oh, no. taco was, eater in the world. Nat somehow died. Oh. It's now a ghost of freaking crack. No, it's a taco wrapped in a pizza, right? Right. Calzone. We can say calzone. Calzone. Why can't you say the B word, but you can let's say just, the C word? Let's just move on. Do you have any I need ta- to know the rules wait, here. Wouldn't technically a calzone just be a giant empanada? Oh, wow. That's deep. That is true. I guess that is what we an empanada is. We can talk about empanadas the on the show. Yes. But not bees? No, no bees. <laughs> no bees. Um, you keep your bees <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> Put your bees in your bonnet, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something if it's on a taco, you will not eat that taco. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's just the fear of not being able to handle it, but something like a... Uh, a really, really hot, hot pepper. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not told about it, if somebody's like mentioned all the ingredients and they're like, oh, it's peppers, but they don't tell me that there's like a really, really hot pepper. Because I think that there's certain spicy foods that you can kind of psych yourself up for when you're eating them because you know and you can prepare. But if you take a bite into something that's really hot and you don't know, so there, there's certain times that there's adventurous tacos that people are putting together that I'm wary that there's going to be something in there that's too hot. And right. it's just going to knock me out. Yep. Yeah, if I see jalapenos on them, I will be very weary of that. I'll pick them off, but I'm afraid the juice like gets in there, and it's like really spicy. And I can't enjoy my taco when it's too hot. Okay. All right, this is the speed you, round. You're what spice. I would call a baby spice. <laughs> That's how I would, baby spice. I would qualify you. This is the speed round. This is uh, yay or nay questions. Taco types. I just want to know yay or nay on all these taco types. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Taco pizza. Yes. Yes. Taco salad. Yes. yes. Taco burgers. Interesting. Sure. Yeah, try it. Taco dogs. Yeah. Yes. Dogs dressed like tacos. Yes. Yes, that I can do. Yeah, get down with that. Breakfast tacos. Yes. yes. Taquitos. Depending upon where I'm getting them, if it's safe. Not from 7-Eleven? Not necessarily. Okay. Quick trip taquitos? Never had them. Never? I think so. I think so. A walking taco. What's a? It's like a bag taco, no shell, just chips and taco ingredients inside of like a Dorito bag or a Frito bag. Can I cut the edge and, and like suck it out? Yeah, you can suck it out. Yeah, All right. yeah, sure. Yeah. sure, yeah, totally. Miniature tiny tacos. Oh, yes. totally. Yes, more of those. Choco tacos. Yes. yes. Tacos with the shell made out of a fried chicken breast, a naked chicken chalupa from Taco Bell. Yes. No. But that's because she hasn't been since high right. school. So. <sighs> Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco oh, from Taco yeah. Bell. Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. I would yeah. do that uh, if... Do yeah. I get, like, gloves or something? Because that it's feels like slimy. it's going to be... Okay. I think it's in a holder. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's very slimy. Tacos served with french fries and nacho cheese, nacho fries. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. You guys Who would are say no much, to that? You guys are pretty much down for anything. Yeah. Except the, the chicken but, breast thing okay. kind of grossed me out. that's because it's a Taco Bell, so that's... Yeah. That's all, I mean, maybe if you brought it to her... And put it in a different wrapper and didn't tell her that it was Taco Bell. She might right. try it. Mm. She might be able to sniff it out. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> I get weird about meat that, sometimes. That, that seems like a, a real Gary move. 
Yeah, totally. All right, what's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Something that really fires you up. I don't have something that I normally listen to, but the one that comes to to mind is going back to the the early aughts with uh, Reggie and the Full Effect with uh, FOOD Food because it's a, it's a really short song. It's only about like maybe a minute and thirty seconds, but um, it just gets you fired up and excited for food. And food <laughs> is most of the. Of the, the words in the song. Do they say taco in the song? They don't say taco in the song. Oh. There's only like maybe like 15 words or so, but oh. you could easily fit taco in there. Okay. In those words that they have, but it just gets you excited for food in general. And if you're driving somewhere, you should hopefully be getting tacos. So can you sing a little bit of it for us? Uh, it's very basic because it's okay. F O O D food, food, F O O D food, food, G O O D good, good. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the middle of it's uh, I met you at the buffet. Lunch is best time of day. You're as big as I'm small, and that's like like the gist of it. And then it goes into just screaming at the end because it's literally only a minute and a half. So, but you just get excited listening to it because it's very jaunty, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to get food." Yeah, it's like your pump up song. Yeah, Uh, Nat, do you have a song? I mean, your Taco the Town theme song, of course. Talk of the town. Talk of the town. (laughs) The Sun Eaters hit. Yeah, it's a a hit. Um, Yeah, I mean. We're we're playing a special Halloween version of that song on this episode of the show. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear that. Scott Hartley, yeah. There's a oh Scott. Remember the the uh, haunted theme he wrote? He did. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you'll you'll right. hear it. You'll love it. I'm excited. I hope that fires you up. Yeah. Out. This is the part of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to me, like lovers do. Do you have a taco related question you'd like to, to me. talk to me about? I I have a haunted taco oh, question. Haunted taco, Ooh. even better. All right. It's kind of. It, it's kind of grotesque. Okay. But you got to think outside the box here. Okay? okay. So if you were a cannibal and you had to eat a human body part in your taco, like what would be your favorite human body part to put into a taco? Like, well, they always say that like the, like in that movie alive, since we're talking movies here, they eat the butt, the butt, right? They like eat butt the cheeks? butt cheeks, right? Butt cheeks. Yeah. So butt cheek, t- but you don't think that'd be too fatty? <laughs> a butt cheek taco, too fatty. But is it is it isn't the 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 fattiness where the flavor is, so you could spice <laughs> yeah. it the most. Yeah, you don't want the muscle. You want the marbling of the fat. You want the buttocks. That's what makes it <laughs> the delicious. Buttocks. Okay, yeah. the gluteus. Yeah, because the there's some muscle Maximus. there. What you want is like a Kardashian. You want a Kim Kardashian <laughs> buttock because it's got muscle and. A lot of fat. So Are you sure it doesn't have like silicone? I'm not sure at all. <laughs> I don't. My wife has met Kim Kardashian, but I have I have not. I don't know her. So and and I don't think my wife has bit into her ass. So I'm not oh. sure what the consistency. So of I'm her eating my own is. body part or someone else's. Someone else's. Kim Kardashian's body Kim part. Kardashian's Which one would you butt. eat? Kim Kardashian's <laughs> butt and tacos. Okay. What if it was your own body part? What would you uh, eat? I'm going with my ears. All right. <laughs> Adrian, do you have a taco-related question you I've like got, this? I've got – I had two. I know one okay. of them is just basic. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, everyone wants to ask, you know, what your your favorite place is. But going a little bit more in-depth, the, the easy question I want to throw at you is on your, your many taco ventures, if you like to call them that, um, has is there a location that you would be content – eating every day for the rest of your life 
not necessarily your favorite one, but the one that you think that you could stomach the most eating every day for the rest of your life? Mm. I'm going to go with my first first love, Taco Villa. Mm. First to, to first love, yeah. yeah. But I think it's a little bit more difficult because there's a certain point that you might want something that's like a little bit blander to, to get through it if you're on day you know, 5,000 of eating in that he might not want one of the more fancy tacos that but, might be great. Yeah, going to Taco Villa, that also means I'm not going to be able to get authentic tacos too. So that's tough because that's all just crunchy tacos. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a tough question. Um, yeah. Uh, but you can get taco pizza. You can get taco dog. <laughs> taco burger. Taco burger. <laughs> you, can, you can answer most of your own questions yeah. by going there. And so. they also have nachos. And, yeah. Do I they just, have... What? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Booze? Burritos. Burritos. It is the Halloween episode. <laughs> so I can say that, right? Um, burrito. You can say burrito, yeah. Right. They do. They have <laughs> those. I know I've eaten a fair share of those at Taco Villa, but... Uh, whoa, no, don't reveal that now. But yeah. That was back in the old days. That was back oh, in okay. the, the... Dave had a dark period. <laughs> Early 90s. Yeah. There, there is a more back when I was a fajita guy. Back when you were the fajita guy and <laughs> yeah. I was the burrito There's guy. There's wrong with fajitas. So you can think of them as uh, giant giant tacos if you want. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You, you want extra taco filling. You can make your own you taco. Your own, fajita, fajita tacos. just to build your own taco. Yeah. I do have a more disturbing question to ask that hopefully really, okay. really gets to the core of finding out if you are a true taco connoisseur or if there's anything that can break you. Okay. If you had to choose one of the following... Which would you choose? Would you be deaf, mute, and blind, or allergic to tacos? Now, here's the key with the second part. While you're allergic to tacos, you can eat them. You would just end up having explosive diarrhea and dry heaves every 12 hours. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. Just, just having the ability to eat tacos but losing the majority of your senses. Right. Okay. I'm going with that. Right. Can I still taste? Yeah. It yeah, would that, be heightened. Just, that's, just, be heightened. It would be a heightened yeah. sense of taste. Got to go with number one. Because both, both of them are going to be situations where you can eat tacos. It's just that you have to give up something to be able to eat the taco. So how committed are you to eating the taco? I'm going with, yeah. So what, you'd lose the your eyesight route. and your hearing? What and was he it? And you wouldn't be able to talk. So he wouldn't be able to hear, <laughs> wouldn't be able to see, wouldn't be able to talk. But he but just he eat, can tacos. eat tacos. Yeah. Without... Being affected by anything else, otherwise would I still get explosive diarrhea? No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's your choice. Yeah. The other one is you can live your life totally fine by seeing, talking, and everything, and you can still eat tacos. You just not, might not be able to enjoy them because you're going to have explosive diarrhea and dry heaves for 12 hours. What if I ate like taco burgers? Could I still eat a taco burger with the, with the second so. option? I don't nope. think so. Nothing taco. I think, I think it's more the allergy associated like- to the to the word that'll trigger you. Would I be able to eat burritos? Oh, you said it. <laughs> that's, that's not a taco. But I don't think that's a life you want to live is no, the thing. that's not if the life. If you're no. only able to eat burritos. You're right. I got to go with one. Okay. It's got to be one. Okay. There wow. we go. That's true dedication. What do you think, Chris? Was that the right way to go? Well, it reminds me of that Twilight Zone episode of the guy who hates people but loves books. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> the apocalypse comes and he's the one that survives. And he gets to the library and he sits down and he's like, no people, nothing but books. I'm so happy. And he drops his glasses and he breaks his glasses and he can't read. Uh, if you're yeah. if you're deaf and you can't hear and you're and you can't speak, 
you won't be able to order the tacos that you love so much. So you're like the guy with the broken glasses in the library. <laughs> yeah. Could I, yeah, I'd have to write down my order on the, on a piece of paper, but how do I know if I'm spelling it right? How do you I know? You wouldn't know. That's the thing. Oh. You could eat the tacos and they would taste amazing because your sense of taste has been enhanced by you the just loss have to of trust the other senses. everyone else. I'd kind of be like Daredevil then. Yeah, you'd be like Daredevil. I'd be like Daredevil, but with tacos. Right. But you, you wouldn't look. be able to express or debate about them unless no. you're writing out. You mean Dude. I couldn't do the podcast anymore? Yeah, it turns out that they end up having a taco of the month. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to do the show there and Chris won't go. <laughs> All right, well, this... Well, before we wrap up, can yeah. we do a segment that we call Chris Gets Sincere? Yeah, yeah. So I sincerely, sincerely thank you for what you do at the Alamo every Tuesday. I love the Alamo Draft House. I just got my stats uh, on the 43rd week of this year. I've been to the Alamo Draft House 72 times. Uh, nice. It, many times, thanks to you. Uh, I, I love uh, I love movies. They're like uh, one of my favorite things in the world, and I've been dragging my son to all these films, and he loves them too. And people like you and the Nerds and Nostalgia, the guys that are keeping these great old films coming through that theater is what really makes it special. So I appreciate you doing that. Well, I want to second that, that oh, big thanks. time. Yeah. yeah. And then Baby Spice, I want to thank you because... Um, <laughs> I, uh, now I kind of put two and two together and I realize that you, like me, are on the front lines of the doll war because if you have all those little hands in your house, in your apartment, that means that you've had to chop those off of dolls. <laughs> and not only are you killing dolls to get their hands, you're also letting them know what could happen to them if they fuck with us. Yeah. So, so I appreciate welcome. that. You're yeah. on the front lines with me. That's <laughs> great, that. Chris. Thank you for sincerely for those words. Yeah. That was that was sincere. Where where can people find you guys on social media? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Yo Adrian Torres, uh, because when you have a name like Adrian, you have to decide if you either embrace the Rocky movies or hate them. How many times do you get an email and it says Yo Adrian? There's there's been plenty of times in my <laughs> life. There was one point that I wanted to make a shirt that that said Yes, my name is Adrian, and then on the backside says Yes, I've seen Rocky. <laughs> just to make it easy. The other one in the last couple of years, I don't know if he did something to make himself be back in the news, but people would ask me if I'm familiar with Adrian Smed. So, oh, yeah. uh, so there's, there's star Grease, Grease too. Grease two fans <laughs> right there. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. You can find me at the Alamo because there's, there's different stuff besides Terror Tuesday that, that I'll host moving away from horror like next month. In addition to those, I'm hosting the, the jerk quote along. So we went to that a couple we years did, ago. Yeah. We went to the full meal one where they yeah. brought you out the, the pizza in a cup. Oh, pizza in a cup. The person yeah. who wrote the Taco the Town theme song, Scott Hartley, the jerk is one of his absolute favorite films. He'll, he'll have to come out. Uh, what do you have Halloween week? This will be airing probably Tuesday of Halloween week. What do you uh, have? It's uh, uh, 29th. Okay, 29th, we'll say it's the 29th. Yeah. I can't do math in my head. Uh, but uh, 4K restoration of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Awesome. Oh. That's, our, that's our Halloween movie this year. There since you we, go. Did, we did Halloween last year. For the 40th anniversary, and to coincide with the uh, the new one that came out basically two days later, in November uh, we've got a weird lineup, but I think it's kind of fun. Uh, we're doing the Burbs because you've got the new Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie, so we wanted to do a horror adjacent film for that. Uh, that wasn't any of the the Dan Brown films. Um, we've got uh, Curse of the Werewolf, which is a Hammer horror film with Oliver Reed. So it's it's a different type of werewolf film, but it's lots of fun. 
We've got uh, the feminist centered slumber party massacre that we're going oh, to be nice. doing. And then we Does are. Does it pass the Bechtel test? Well, slumber party massacre? It's, uh, it's written and directed by women. That's cool. And there's. Okay. Uh, Good. Like part of it is, is a satire where they kind of flip the script on, on the roles. A lot of dicks. A lot of dicks in the movie. I think there's like one or two, basically. Good. But it's, Good. But, it, but it's more so... Let's the, get those dicks out there, right? Yeah, there needs to be more awesome. dick shots, yeah, But it's for more sure. so the, like, the, the guys are the ones who are talking about like the relationships and stuff like that. So they, they twist it a bit. Is that like from 86 or what year is that? Yeah. 86? Yeah, yeah it's, it's from the, the later 80s. And yeah. then they have a sequel uh, that's even crazier than the first Did Catherine one. Bigelow direct it? No. No, all right. And the, but the final one we're doing in November is the one that's fun, and I hope everybody comes out to, which is Blood Rage. It's a movie that we did last year because it's one of the few Thanksgiving-based horror films that you can find. Oh, awesome. Uh, cool. It also falls into that cult, uh, so bad it's good territory. Like, the gore effects in the film are great and over the top, but then the acting is campy <laughs> as all get out, and you can't tell, like, where the direction's coming and what was suggesting, because you'll have four people who are in a scene and they're all acting different levels of what should be in the film. Uh, but we played it last year, and so many people said, are you guys going to bring that back again ne next year? That we're like, yeah, well, we'll do it. It'll become a tradition that we have. You know, awesome. Eli Roth directed a Thanksgiving um, horror trailer, trailer. Yeah. for, yeah, um, I forget what that was called. It was Grindhouse. Oh, Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Yeah. That was one of the best theater-going, film-going experiences yeah. ever when we saw Grindhouse on opening blast. night. Did you, have you seen um, Black Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, we do the we do the original Black Christmas for for uh, December. Is there another Black Christmas other there, than the original? There's Black Christmas, the original one from the 70s, and then there was Black Xmas that came out like 2005, 2006, oh. the same time as Wolf Creek, and then this year... Have you seen Black Christmas? You should. Mar oh, yeah. I think Margot I Kidder's in it. It's yeah. really, really uh, good. Directed film. by Bob Clark, the guy who directed Christmas Story and Porky's. Oh, awesome. It but, inspired Halloween. Huge influence okay. on the yeah. film. Okay. It's one of those proto-slashers. But then this year, they have yet another remake of Black Christmas that's coming out. Wow. There's no point in seeing the remakes. The original is fantastic. Exactly. Natalie, where can people find your art online? Oh, Do you have your I'm, paintings up or your, I your drawings? I mean, I have some illustrations on my Instagram, and that's just Nat Bloom. And it's B-L-U-H-M, spelled a little differently. I have a website, too, for my retouching, and I have illustrations up there. It's highheartcreative.com. But, yeah, I don't really sell my art much anymore. You I should. should change that. It's amazing. Well, I want to buy some of your art. You can, if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> I also want to thank Dave for my beautiful, no one can see it, but it's a beautiful Creature from the Black Lagoon stretchy toy. It's great. It's a bend. Thank you. Yeah. It's a bend. Yeah. Those were the best. So, he doesn't bend very well, but he is a bend him, I swear. I can do the splits. <laughs> so this is great. Thank you. All right. Thanks for talking Yay. tacos with me. Thanks. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TacoTheTownKC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Thank you very much for being here today. And co-host. And co-host today, I Chris Garibaldi. I got to cut myself a check. <laughs> and thanks to the band Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat some tacos. tacos. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.